0: Hi guys, it's Baby Peach, and we're back again with another episode of Higurashi. I believe we're on... I almost deleted that, that would have been bad. Okay, um, I believe we're on episode... 25. So. Let me get the sound on. And let's get started. I gasped with a sudden realization. That was the final bell. As I felt all the tension drain from me, I let out a deep breath. My mind was in a muddled state for much of the entire day. I didn't feel like I was awake, but I didn't feel like I was asleep either. I couldn't say it felt especially comfortable, but I felt a kind of relief that the sanctity of the school, part of my daily life, had yet to be violated. How long would I have to keep on living like this? I could only grit my teeth and bear with it as this living hell slowly gnawed away at me. Katie Coon, come on! It's club time, club time! The sound of Raina's voice brought me back to my senses. Come on, come on, K. chan stop spacing out. Bring your desk, your desk. Everyone was moving their desks together as usual. That's right, it was happy fun club time. But I had no intention of taking part. I haphazardly stuffed the contents of my desk into my bag as I prepared to go home. It was a weak-handed gesture to avoid having to actually say, I'll be going home now. What's this, K chan You planning on going home right away again? Mion sounded quite disappointed. I'm just not in the mood. Could you just let me be for a while? The tone of the words that spilled from my mouth matched Mion's disapproving glare. It felt like the air in the room had dried out. Satoko looked like she was about to say something, but perhaps dissuaded by the mood, she swallowed her words and stayed silent. Nobody said a thing. I took that to mean that I could leave it if I wanted. But the collective gaze of the four of them, like the tiny pins used to mount an insect in the display, held me in place. Raina was the one who cut through the heavy mood. katie Coon, you just didn't like playing with girls, I guess. I guess. She said it in such a mellow colic tone that it sent a wave of pain racing through my heart. If the pain was going to kill me, I wanted it to be the soft part of me that could still feel pain. I tore my chest violently, tearing out the pins that held me in place. That's not it at all. I'd only be hurting myself by saying anything more, so I swallowed my words. Cutting things off there... I turned the light and exited the classroom. They didn't speak a word to me as I left. It was a long dog trip back home, but I didn't lose focus. I firmly squeezed the grip of the bat, which was already soggy from sweat. Realizing that I wiped it down with my sleeve If something were to happen, I wouldn't want it to be slippery. Since this morning, I'd become especially sensitive to the presence of cars. Even while walking, my ears pricked up and sought out threatening sounds and presences that could be closing in. And that was why I could hear it. Without a doubt, there were footsteps. Those footsteps had matched up perfectly with mine for a while now. From what I could sense, it was just one person, but I had no intention of being careless. Did they intend to follow me like that car this morning until we were in a good location to assault me? Then it wasn't a good idea to keep walking like this. I stopped walking and looked back. The wooded path crowded with trees responded with silence, as if there was nobody there to begin with. But I wouldn't be fooled. I was certain footsteps were following me. And just as I stopped, the footsteps stopped as well. Meaning, the person following me wanted to keep their distance. That was, without question, proof that I was their target. I held my breath, waiting for that presence to panic and start moving again. The trees rustled with the sound of the wind the Higarashi also joined in the dissonant chorus trying to throw my focus into disarray had 5 minutes passed or had I been like this for a whole 30 minutes it was so hard to breathe that i might have suffocated it seemed i would be the first one to panic without a doubt he was lurking in the shade of that tree with faded breath then i'd make the first move i fixed my grip on the bat I raced it up to my shoulder to be ready to swing at any time. Hey, I know you're there. With all of my might, I screamed at whoever was hiding in the shade of the trees. But the presence in the shade didn't budge. Until the moment I found them, they had no intention of revealing themselves. I know already. I know you're there. I screamed out angrily at them again, but even still they didn't move at all. Then I'll go over there myself. With all due vigilance, I approached step by step. Stepping into the tree's shadow, I saw a human figure there. That figure was curled up like a small animal. Raina. When she realized I had found her, her expression softened. She seemed apologetic but wasn't going to speak a word. Did you have some business with me? I wanted to accept that silence and scream the question at her. No, not really, it's just some... Raina was in a panic with tears welling up in her eyes, but it was obvious that she had been following me. What about the club? S- since you're not, I'm not. That shouldn't matter. Don't mind me and just play. But, But I'm just worried about you. Thinking about how I'd been acting up until now, it wasn't hard to imagine that my behavior could have been perceived as strange. So Raina was concerned at a quick glance, that's how it would seem. But I wasn't going to let my guard down that easily. Even if that really was the case, she still wouldn't have to do something like try to tail me. She should have called out to me when I was leaving and gone out right with me. But Raina didn't do that. She kept her distance from me and matched my walking speed. On top of that, she matched the sound of her footsteps, deviously tried to hide her presence from me. And then after she realized I noticed she was there, she held her breath as she was hiding from me. She wore a timid expression that would force one to take pity on her, but without a doubt, she was tailing me. Stop following me. huh Still glaring at Raina, I continued walking onwards. After I walked for a bit, she ignored my command and began walking again, so I yelled at her once more. I told you not to follow me! Eek! But, but, my house is the same direction! Then walk ahead of me, I'll start walking once I can't see you anymore. I moved out of the way and waved my bat violently to urge her forward. I'd like... To go home together with you. Making a pitiful expression, she meekly squeaked out the words in a voice that she knew would cut into my heart. That agitated me to no end. I knew it was a lie. If you wanted to go home together, then you should have called out to me. Now you're just blurting out random lies. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It seemed that the seething anger within me was written all over my face. Even without me saying anything, Raina had understood what I was feeling inside. If you get it, then go. I swung the bat, urging her again to walk. Raina looked back and forth between me and the bat and started walking hesitantly then stopped again. Go on, then. Hurry. I- I- I'm going. So please stop at the bat. I It's scary. Rina guarded herself while pointing at me holding the bat. She may have realized that I wasn't planning on using this bat for baseball. I lowered the bat, but still guardedly opened the way for her. Go. There's no problem now, is there? There was nothing else she could protest. She passed by me timidly so as not to set me off. As I watched her pass by, she sobbed completely after having barely moved at all. Hey, don't stop. Then a powerful gust blew past us, barging my f- face with dust. The dust got into my eyes and clouded my vision. While rubbing my eyes with my left hand, I swung blindedly with the bat in my right, protecting the small opening I had presented. But Raina didn't even try to attack during that opening. Attack me? No, she hadn't budged an inch. I could tell from the sound of her fluttering skirt in the wind. As her skirt settled, so did the silence. At that moment, the voice inside me immediately warned me of impending danger. I was caught by surprise. The smell of the air had changed. Without me realizing it, the air around me suddenly felt like a calam- calamity was about to befall me. It was like the air had suddenly become invisible concrete, like, Karina- <laughs> Sorry. like Raina and I were locked in the space. Raina didn't move an inch. Also, unable to move, I stared at her back. Raina was the first to break the silence. Instantly, she altered her stance. I felt like I had just witnessed her shift from Raina into the other person who looks like Raina. But the voice was one I knew well, which filled me with a kind of bewildering pity. Carelessly, I felt relief upon hearing that pitiful voice. Ah. Um, well, excuse me, but, um, can I ask you something? Too shy to even turn around, Raina squeezed her voice out desperately as she trembled. What? Uh, um, well, well, why do you have a bat, I wonder, I wonder. The question Raina asked me was by no means unexpected. I can carry whatever I want. But, but... But you didn't have one up until today. Well, why so suddenly? It's all right if I decide to do something suddenly, isn't it? Is it strange that I have a bat? But because, Keiichi, you're not the kind of person to play baseball. It's weird. I couldn't tell what kind of answer she was looking for, and I was getting tired of answering her. And I was just suddenly got the urge to play baseball. Is that so weird? "'It's weird,' she answered instantly, and that annoyed me slightly. "'I just suddenly wanted to play baseball, and I wanted to practice my swing, so I'm carrying around a bat. What's strange about that?' "'Strange. Weird. Definitely. Why has Keiji-kun also?' "'Your ramblings are annoying me. Is it that strange for me to have an interest in sports?' I tried to sound a bit more threatening to end the conversation until my suspicions about Raina were cleared. I had no obligation to answer her questions. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Don't get so angry. Raina still didn't turn around and spat out words of apology one after the next. Just one last thing. Tell me one last thing. I don't feel like talking anymore. Hurry up and go. I yelled loudly at her, causing her to flinch like she had been struck. Seeing her in such a pathetic state caused my heart to ache so sorely. But even though she was afraid, she stubbornly kept herself from moving. Before I was able to threaten her again, Reina asked her final question: well, "Why is that the bat? Why is that bat the same too? What did she mean by the bat was the same too?" I had no idea what she was talking about. What are you saying? I mean, why is even the bat the same? I don't understand what you mean at all. Say it clearly. Even so, Raina didn't turn around. After inhaling deeply, she screamed. I mean, why is even the bat the same as satoshi coons? Satoshi being, Huh? Upon hearing that name out of the blue, I became dumbfounded for a brief moment. By Satoshi, did she mean the student who transferred out last year? No, that couldn't be. Reina had tried to cover it up by saying she transferred, but Oishi-san told me quite clearly that he was missing. He was the student who sat at my seat up until the last year. He was believed to have been deemed away by Oyashiro-sama's curse. I didn't know the details about his disappearance. The aunt he lived with was killed the night of the Wanda by a drug addict, and not long after that, he suddenly vanished and was now missing. That Satoshi and I were. What? My gaze fell to the bat in my hands. Could it be? Satoshi Hojo. It was a bit difficult to see, but that was what was written on the white tape at the end of the bat. I see. So this was Satoshi's bat? Uh Uh-oh. This... Was Satoshi's bat? Since nobody was using it, I borrowed it. That's not a problem, is it? That, that that's not it. The way Reina said that made it seem like this bat was something that should never be touched, like it was some sort of offering at a shrine or a memento of the deceased. I could only stand there perplexed and unable to respond. Raina continued speaking without waiting for a reply. Why is it that? Why is it that? That you're doing the exact same thing that Satoshi-kun did when it happened to him. Reyna was talking about more than just the bat belonging to Satoshi. It was the same with Satoshi-kun. He joined the baseball team, but he didn't really like baseball. What does that have to do with me? Satoshi-kun also suddenly started walking around with a bat one day. He joined a team, but he wasn't the type to play sports. What about it? I closed my mouth before I could say that out loud. Listen carefully, Keiji. Reina's trying to tell us something important. Satoshi-kun also one day came to school all by himself all of a sudden, just like Keichi kun Then one day, he suddenly started practicing his swing, just like Keichi kun Then one day, he suddenly began carrying the bat around with him, just like Keichi kun Then one day, he suddenly... <sighs> then one day, he suddenly... What? Reina had swallowed her words. Reina's sudden silence brought a hush back to the surrounding area. It was then that I could finally digest the content of the entire conversation. She was saying my chain of actions was exactly the same as Satoshi's. What was the meaning of this? Up until now, I'd forgotten all about Satoshi. I had never paid much thought to him in the first place. Not only that, I didn't even know anything of what he's done. My actions today should have been my own creation after all that planning I had done. But they had been the exact same as Satoshi's. Then Satoshi, no, more importantly, if both Satoshi and I had acted the same, then there was a really good possibility that what had happened after would be the same. Reina, that day, what happened to Satoshi? Reina knew. She knew what I had to become a Satoshi. No, forget that. What happened to the guy in the past? Reina knew what was going to happen to me. Answer me, Reina. Satoshi, what happened to him? With that, I grabbed Reina's shoulders violently and forcibly turned her around to face me. As I faced her, I felt a jolt travel through my entire body. I told you, Keishi-kun. It was that person that I didn't know. At least, it definitely wasn't the Reina Ryugu I'd been talking to up until now. That voice just now didn't have a trace of that trembling or emotion that it had had before. The amount of regret I felt for turning her around so carelessly was unsuppressed. The gaze that pierced like a cold needle, the smile on her face that invoked an image of having been carved out by a knife. Chills went down my spine. My mind froze under a layer of rhyme. Both of Reina's eyes pierced through mine, leaving me unable to look away. As if to remind me of the fear from that time before, Reina brought her face close to mine, so close that I could feel her breath. Her face had filled my entire field of vision. Then her sharply shaped lips grew even sharper, like the curve of a crescent moon. She grinned. I told you, keiichi After a short pause, Reina repeated the same words again. Satoshi-kun, you see, transferred out. Transferred, meaning what? Well, Raina must have been some new definition of transfer that I was previously not aware of. My throat and lips dried up. I couldn't even acknowledge what I had just heard. All I could do was swallow down my own saliva. It would seem that Raina saw that as a nod. She pulled her gaze back and sprightly stepped back two, three paces. As she did, my legs gave out and I fell to my knees pathetically. Raina and me on my knees underneath her, emotionless smile. That had to be a very odd sight indeed. Seeing me in that pathetic state, she neither scoffed at me nor held out her hand, but I could neither stand nor escape her gaze shooting through my eyes. There was undoubtedly a metal bat in my hand. Right now, it was useless to me. It was like a fly caught in her web. Heavy sweat beaded all over my body. I could feel it dripping from my skin. But you won't, will you, cagey Reina Raina finally released me from that cage of time after what felt like an eternity, but her question was missing something important and was incredibly vague. Once again, I swallowed hard, urging her on. D- do what? What did she not want me to do? Transfer. Okay, guys. And with that, um, I'm actually out of time for this episode here, so we're going to end it here. hope you enjoyed that episode, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye.